Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast. Welcome in on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SiriusXM, wherever you are listening to us. And we have another Great guest today. As you know, it's Wednesday. It's Student Athlete Day. It's current <laughs> ACC Player Day. It's Bring Your Student Athlete and to Work Day. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It's um, bring. It's Job Shadow Day. They're going to come <laughs> check out the podcast and see if they like it. But, Mac, I'm excited for this guest. This is actually the second FSU player we've had on. And I see you're wearing your FSU shirt. If on. You're on YouTube. Let's you go, baby. This. Come on. You you showed me up a bit because when JT came on, he was like, oh, man, nice shirt. And I was just like, JT, I got to be honest, man. I don't own a single piece of Florida State gear. My apologies. You know, you, you haven't been down there outside of, you know, probably playing and draining three. So why would you? Why would you have a Florida State football gear? We'll try to we'll try to get Derek to, to send you something. He, he needs to hook you up. But I'll tell you a little story on this. I can't remember if I said it in the interview with, with Jordan or not. You know, too many hits to the head here. But so we go down there and we're, we're at the, the summer tour and we're walking around and Amari Gaynor walks in who, if you don't know who that is, I don't know why, but he is like this Adonis looking guy, just like a freak linebacker, good looking cat. He walks in, he's strutting his stuff and he has this shirt on. I was like, yo, that is an awesome Florida State shirt. Cause it's a little retro. It's kind of the retro color. It's cool. I like yeah, it. Yeah, It's a good one. I have a little Amelia spit up on there. Watch out. Um, oh. <laughs> we'll watch that. Oh, well. <laughs> um, and I was like, dang, I need one of those shirts. And Derek was just kind of taking notes. You know, I didn't know that. And, uh, we're going to leave and he like throws it to me as we're leaving. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, Derek Satterfield, the OG appreciate you, brother. Shout out. Thank to you him. for doing this. How many teams have given you gear at this point? I'm trying to think who didn't. Cause that's probably a much shorter list. Mm. We, we can just call them out yeah, now. No, I'm, I'm about to. Who hasn't hooked Mac up with the gear? I have to go there. It can't just be whatever. I think everywhere we've True. gone, people have they've given us stuff. It's been really good. It's been nice. Well, this needs to my women's basketball piece needs to step it up because I need I will some. say I'm this to, too. I shamelessly beg for stuff. You do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> you have no shame when it comes yeah. to gear. And I respect yeah, it. Because yeah. I just like I'm a gear. You know guy. who you are. Yeah. You know who you are and you're that, right. It. I'm going to four campuses in November, so let's see if I can. It's a big opportunity. It's a big opportunity. Anyway. The, the difference is I'll be getting jackets, Matt. That's the difference. <laughs> I don't need jackets. I won't wear it. Don't need it. I'm good with T-shirts. Um, let me tell you about our little guest here uh, because he's a big deal. Jordan Travis, super excited to have him coming on. He's playing out of his mind at the quarterback position, just doing really, really well, KG. It's, we talk about this a little bit, but just seeing how he's progressed, seeing how he's pushing the ball downfield, Finding his guys, the rhythm is there. And, of course, recently he's really been doing it with his feet. Um, So much fun conversation with Jordan Travis. Let's jump into this. We'll have a little fun on the back end. JT, welcome into the podcast, my man. Really appreciate you joining us today. Listen, you guys are coming off a bye week. You you got some time to yourself. I got to know, what the heck did you do? I was a guy that always went home. Is that what you did? Did you have some fun? Did you go see some teammates? What did you do? Um, A couple of my teammates, we went down to Orlando. Um, Going home, is it's a a long hike. So, (laughs) yeah, I just wanted to get out of Tallahassee for a few, clear my mind, um, refresh, and get get ready to get back to work. Um, 
I see my family every weekend. They're at every game, home or away. So I'm blessed with that. So I, I needed a break from them for a few too. So I, it was good to get away for sure. <laughs> That's awesome, Jordan. I did see on your Instagram, I don't know if you did this over the bye week or not, but I saw that you like to fish. You're a little bit of, a, of an angler, as they say. My husband likes to fish, so I know some of the terms. Um, what, what, do you, what do you like about fishing? Um, I feel like it's, it, it gets me away from everything. It, once again, it like, kind of clears my mind. When I'm out there, I, I'm relaxed. I have my little country music going. I'm not really thinking about much. I feel like that's important when you play football. You have to find a way to get your mind off of things. It can't be football, 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 but at the end of the day, we're people. Um, I think that's what uh, people, players get caught up in a lot. It's always thinking about football. Um, sitting, you sit in your house all day, it's, you're thinking about Coach Marvell's voice. I hear Coach Marvell's voice all day long. So just getting out of the Dream water. about it. You're dreaming about it. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, it's just it's just a good refresher. Um, yes, ma'am. Uh, who's on your country playlist? That's what I need to know. I have a little bit of everybody. Um, I got some old some old guys. I got Luke Holmes. I got Luke Bryan, Morgan Wallen. You know all the basic okay. guys. Yeah. Come on, man. I, I dig that. I'm digging that. Did Did I see also just to say on this fishing kick we're on right now? Did Did you have like some personal rods made or, or something with NIL. I you thought I saw a big, uh, oh, whoops, am I back? Am I back? Oh, good. Okay, you were frozen. Technology. Golly. Uh, <laughs> Go I, I thought I saw some some custom fishing rods made. Was that the case? I, I saw Big Gibbons might have had one. Uh, he actually made me that. Um, he's been talking oh, about wow. it for a little while. Yes, sir. So that's what he said he wants to do after football a little bit, to make a rod. So it was it was pretty cool for sure. Wow, that that's amazing. Well, if I freeze out, I'm sorry. I'm I'm out in the uh, the country of Sumter right now, and and in the the wastelands out here. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about that bye week even more because it's always interesting, you know, to see when this falls for a team. And I think it came at a, at a good time for you guys. Where, where is this team mentally and and having that break where you could kind of check out, you know, for for a couple of days? Um, I think I think as a football team, we've been through so much. There's been so many ups and downs throughout the past couple of years, especially for the guys that have been here for a while. Um, I think that this break was was very helpful helpful for us after coming off those three losses. I mean, we played three great teams, but at the end of the day, we were we were really close in every single game. So I think it was good just to get get off get off for a few days. Coach Norvell gave us a few days off more than usual. Um, it was just good to get, and then we came back today. I mean, that's that's the main thing. Just seeing the players come back today, um, the way. Everyone had energy. It was really special to see. I mean, I had a lot of energy today. I was ready to go. So just seeing all the guys just with smiles on their face, happy to be back on the field. I think we're ready to go. You mentioned kind of the ups and downs of the last few years here at Florida State for you. And this year, yeah, even though you've, you've lost the last three in a, in a very close fashion to three really good teams, you still were ranked at, at one point in the year, I think one, the best probably four and three team in the country what have you seen that's been different this year from your last couple of years at Florida State? Why do you think this team has been able to have this success? Uh, I would just say the mindset. Um, this offseason, we work really hard. Um, Coach Storms pushed us really hard. Coach Norvell, the rest of the coaches pushed us really hard um, to be the best every single day. Uh, I think that's what the guys focus on a lot now is just waking up every single day and just trying to be your best. Um, not just the best on the field, um, the best person you can be, the best student you could be. And I feel like all... All the guys on the team have been doing a great job with that. Um, but, yeah, we have a lot of confidence. You can just see the guys flying around, trusting what the coaches tell us. Um, it all comes down to trust and believing in your coaches. Um, and I think we're doing a great job with that. 
I, I love to hear that, man, because I think that's so important. And when it's mutually, you know, I- exclusive as well. And, you know, speaking of Coach Norvell, when we were down hanging out with you guys this summer, I was so impressed with him as a coach, man. Just the energy, the passion. He loves football and he loves you guys. And I, I don't think that's something that you know, a lot of me- media members get to see that curtain kind of pulled back. That has to be awesome to have a guy like that leading your football team. Yeah, we're blessed. Um, I love him a lot. Um, I love him kind of like my second dad. Um, I've never had a coach that cares for me this much. Um, he coaches me really hard at the end of the day, um, but he loves me a lot. Um, he cares about how I'm doing after the game, whether I play good or bad. I think that's re- really special. Um, I think, obviously, not a lot of people see him. Um, they see a, some guy that tries to act all tough all the time, but he, he's, he's a sensitive guy and he cares about us a lot. I like how you said that because I think a lot of football coaches have to act like that, especially with the media and and, in a game. But the ones that seem to have the most success are the ones that definitely care about their players off the field. And for you, Jordan, I want to talk more about this offseason because this year, Florida State, um, I think, sent a message to you in some way by not trying to go to the portal and bring anyone else in. This was your team. That was pretty clear. What did you work on in the offseason specifically to get you to the point now where you're playing really, really good football? I'll say that the main thing I worked on was my mindset and my how I I would say how I led this team, um, how I lead this team every single day. Um, I worked on just getting the guys around me to trust me and to believe in me. Um, but I had to be the same the same person every single day, no matter what goes on back home or if I got a bad grade on the test. Um, I can't let that affect me. I have to come out every single day with a smile on my face. I think I I did a great job and I'm doing a great job with this still. Um, you know, every day is not going to be perfect. Um, but you always have to keep a smile on your face no matter what's going around. Um, so I feel like I did a great job with that. And then with my physical, I would say, I, I mean, I gained a lot of weight. I was 208 coming into the season, which I feel like showed a lot to this team that I care a lot. And then just a little fundamentals with throwing the ball. Just trying to bring my game together. Um, we did a lot of PRPs, which is player-ran practices during the summer. Um, I feel like that helped a lot, too. Well, you talk about putting your game together. I mean, you're doing that. It's so fun to watch the ownership of this offense, the passes that you're making, the the tight windows that you're throwing in, not just scheme where, where you know, guys are running wide open. I mean, you're doing it. And it's it's been a lot of fun to watch. And I think part of that, you know, JT, has been this coaching staff opening the playbook for you. I remember last year kind of when it was transitional and, and you became the guy – it was a lot of, all right, let, let's do a screen left. Let's do a slant here. You know, try to, you know, kind of protect him almost. And now it's like, no, nah, man, th- th- he's got the whole thing at his disposal. He can push the ball downfield. And you've been able to take advantage of that. What was that process like to build the trust, you know, not only with your your players, your, your teammates, but the coaching staff as well? I would just say the work, the work. Yeah. Coach Norvell always says confidence comes from the work. And I feel like, I came every single day just ready to work. Um, I showed that I want it really bad. Um, you can trust me. I used to tell Coach Norvell, Coach Tokars, you could trust me. Like I can do this. I, I've been able to do this for a little while now. I feel like my confidence is growing every single day. There's still so much room for improvement, um, and I'm ready to keep elevating my game. I mean, there's still so much. I watched the film. There's throws I should have made or check down I should have took. Um, but, yeah, I'm just getting better every single day, and that's the main focus for me. You know who else has gotten better, or at least the the group has improved, because I know some guys are new, is your wide receiver core. I mean, these guys are really bringing it. We had Micah Pittman on earlier, 
and he was great to talk to. He talked about his relationship with you. Tell us more about your bond with Micah, but also with Big Johnny Wilson, Pokey, all those guys uh, with your wide receiver group. Yeah, those those are all like my brothers. Um, they're all they're all really special people. Obviously, on the field, you see what they can do, but they're really special people, which is big for me. I always talk about the person before the player. Um, I feel like it translates a lot to the field. Um, they care a lot about the game. They care a lot about each other. I think it's big. But, yeah, Micah and Johnny, they came in here. Um, Deuce came in here. We got Winston. All these guys, they gel so well together. Um, they're so close. Um, but, yeah, they're all just great people, and we're so blessed to have them. Did you guys do, like, how did that relationship, I guess, build? Was there extra practice, extra throwing sessions, film room? Because, I mean, quarterback-receiver relationship is very important. And to just have guys not come in off the street but come into this team that are, you know, brand new, you know, what went into those relationships that I knew had to be pretty intentional? Yeah, um, I would say, like, right off the bat, I was really close with all those guys. I mean, I hang out with Micah and Johnny probably every single day. From the day that they got here, I feel like we just were, were like we gel really well. But yeah, we were out on the practice field a lot, almost I would say like three to four times a week, um, just with the little player ran practices, just trying to get timing down yeah. and trust because that all comes down to trust, especially with receivers and quarterbacks. No, no question about it. All right, how about this run game, man? Because listen, you guys have an absolute three-headed monster with Ward, Benson, Tolafili, and it just feels like when those guys are healthy, they get going. It's it's almost unstoppable. So how I guess do do y'all manage who gets the ball, who gets to go out there when, and then just seeing them all seemingly have that great relationship where it's just next man up. I'm gonna give the carries that I get. I'm gonna go as hard as I can. You go in and do your job, and we'll keep we'll keep going. Yeah, I think that's the most special thing about all of them. You never see anyone having their head down. Um, there might be a game. Trey Sean might get twenty carries. Trey might get three. LT might get two. But you never hear anyone complaining. Um, you always see them happy for one another, which is so awesome. Honestly, I like Coach Norvell controls that. I control that. I just look to my right or left and I see who's in. I'm, I'm comfortable. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. Just get, get the ball in their hands. But yeah, we're so blessed to have them. Um, we also have Rodney Hill. We got CJ. We got a couple guys back there that are also great players that are growing every single day um, and watching. I thought those three guys lead very well. So I think they're doing a great job for sure. Well, even without Ward, you guys ran for 6.1 yards per carry against Clemson, which was, was really impressive. When did you realize, and I know, of course, with your ability to run the ball, that's always going to be a factor. When did you realize maybe throughout the offseason that, okay, yeah, we have some great wide receivers, as we talked about, but we're going to run the ball this year, and that's going to be part of a big part of our identity. When did all that come together? Um, just how I see the O-line come to work. It starts mm. up front. I mean, Mac loves to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> it starts up front at the end of the day, um, and especially with this offensive line. They've got a lot of hate over the past couple of years. Mm. Um, no matter what, they come to work every single day. Those are those are my guys. I love them so much. Um, but it all starts up front. The running backs will tell you that. Um, I thought they just came to work this summer. Um, <laughs> it's been different than every other year. So I'm I'm so happy for them. But, yeah, everything starts in the trenches for sure. Jordan, how you, you bring up kind of the hate that maybe the O-line's gotten, and, and perhaps uh, you got you at times and your teammates at times over the years, over the last couple of years with some of the losses. How do you deal with that? How, how did you kind of overcome that and maybe try to ignore some of it? 
Um, yeah, um, I have a great supporting cast. Um, my family is the best. They're the best. I mean, they support me through it all. Um, I've learned a lot from my brother um, playing baseball at Florida State and then in the pros and watching all the stuff. Yeah, I used to type in his name on Twitter and I used to see all the hate he used to get and I used to go defend him. <laughs> and he used to tell me, just let it happen. I mean, they they couldn't be in your shoes. Um, right. So, yeah, I got, a lot, I got a lot closer to God. Um, I would say, what was it? Probably two years ago or last year, I got really close to God and I put everything in his hands. Um, I just have to come to work every single day, um, control what I can control and just keep a smile on my face the entire time. That's awesome, man. We, we, we love to hear that. And you see the, the benefits of it, you know, right. when, when you tap into that higher power and, and can use him as such a, you know, just this undeniable resource and, and support system as well as that great family that you have, which is so important. Before we jump into GT, I, I want to talk a little defense right here with you because, man, you got some headhunters in that secondary. When I look at Jamie, I look at Keem, uh, just, just some really good linebacker play. You know, Bethune has really stepped up a guy that, you know, I don't think was on anybody's list, but he surely will be by the end of the season here. What do you see from those guys each and every day that has allowed you, you know, to really have a solid defense uh, each and every Saturday? Yeah, uh, we always talk about iron sharp, sharpens iron. I mean, that's that's a hard defense to face in practice every single day. So they're all special. I mean, the linebackers that we have, I mean, they're pretty pretty insane. We got Kalen, um, Tatum, Amari. We got a couple guys that are just out there that are just dogs. Um, obviously, our DBs are really, really good, um, really good, and they're improving every single day. They push me every single day. Talk a little trash during practice. <laughs> Wait, DBs talk trash? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> too much. Too much. Um, and our D-line, I mean, that's – they're insane. I mean, they're insane. Just just the effort that they show in every single play. You see a ball way over there, and they're on the opposite side of the field. You see them sprinting to the ball no matter what. They might be a little tired after, but they're they're giving everything they have all the time. So, yeah, we're, 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 we have a special defense for sure. Has anybody on that side of the ball um, surprised you or, or maybe stepped up that not that not that you didn't expect? I know you see these guys every day. We of course don't, but is there anybody that just man, you're like, we needed that guy to do it, and he and he is. Uh, I'm my guy's uh, Akeem Dent. Uh, I went to middle school and high school with him, so I've seen no him grow. <laughs> so it's 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 kind of crazy. Um, I saw him. I mean, he was. The top of the top in high school. Um, he got in his head a little bit throughout the beginning of his career in college. And just seeing him play how he's playing is, is so awesome to see because he works so hard. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super proud of him for sure. Come on, man. I, I love that. Okay, well, let's jump into Georgia Tech. Um, you know, just super kind of off the top, you know, before we get you out of here, the, the Jackets have – you know, kind of had an up and down season. There's been inconsistencies, but I think you know the best part about their team is you know been the defense, and those guys have really shined. You know, at, at particular times of this season, they've got an awesome linebacker, Ace Ely, that just flies all around the field. What kind of things have you seen from those guys? You know, they will present a bit of a challenge for you on Saturday. Yeah, they're 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 big athletic guys. Um, they're all fast. Um, it's, it's it's a good team. It's a good football team. I watch them on film. I've been watching them a lot. I mean, they they fly around, which is really cool to see. I, I love it. Uh, it's the type of game I I love. A bunch of guys that just play hard. Um, but yeah, we just been focusing on ourselves this week. But yeah, we're I'm I'm looking forward to playing them. They're a great team for sure. Well, you talk about focusing on you. Give us a couple keys if you can. If FSU is gonna 
beat Georgia Tech, improve to five and three. What what are y'all gonna have to do on Saturday? Um, just focus. Um, focus is the main thing for us. No focus penalties. We don't need any of that. Um, just do your job. Um, that's that's what it comes down to. We need every guy to do his job. If we all do our job, I mean, the play's gonna be successful or close to being successful. Um, that's what we've been focusing on. Just there's no there's no need to hit a guy late, um, get him get him the next play. Um, just little things like that. That's what this football team needs to continue to grow on. To grow on, that's like the most, I would say that's like the most important thing for us for sure. There you go. Worry about yourself. I love exactly. it, man. I love yeah. it. Well, thank you for your time. We're excited to watch you guys. Good luck on Saturday, my man. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate y'all for having me. Man, that, that was so fun, KG. And really, I, I loved hearing all those things Jordan was saying and kind of hearing his mindset about mental health and as a leader and the things that he was you know, really working on. I, I think, you know, the quarterback position, you can't discuss that enough and, and just how important that is. And we might be seeing that in real time here in a couple of weeks with DJ Uyunglele and, and how he handles, you know, the situation at hand where he was benched. And now he's going to go and have to face the, the an Irish team in a couple of weeks up in South Bend. But another thing that I thought was really cool about that interview, when I kind of asked him, okay, defensively, you know, who, who's caught your attention? Who's, who's really shined this year? And uh, he says Akeem Dent. And, and what was so cool, it was kind of a full circle moment for me because, oh, again, I, I keep reflecting back at my time hanging out with those guys at FSU. I sat down with Akeem and we were going over some plays and, and just highlighting things that he had done. And, you know, he and I were just talking and, man, somehow it came up just asking about culture and asking about buy-in. And, and I, I think what I said is, what's the biggest difference? Like, why will this team, and this was off camera, but why will this team, you know, not start off 0-4? Like, how are we going to totally change what we did? And, and, of course, we see what happened. They start 4-0 and and are ranked in the top 25. And he said, you know what's the biggest difference? And I'm the the, the biggest spokesman for this is, Guys are really starting to buy in. I'm on my fourth year here. I was ranked, you know, high. I could have went anywhere in the country, and I just fought these guys. Everything they said, I did the opposite, and I was going back and forth and not listening to the coaches, think they didn't want the best thing for me. And he said it was like a light just switched for him, where he said, this is my last ride. I've got to trust these guys. I've got to do what they're saying. And he said he had the best offseason, obviously having a massive season right now, and so that was really cool to, to not only you know kind of hear that from him, but also the biggest leader on the team, your quarterback, saying, "Yeah, I see this mm-hmm. each and every day." So, big shout out to Keem, man, just to to kind of see that and, and see how well he's playing this year. That was really cool for me, KG. That's some great insight there, Mac. And I think part of it too that led to the buy-in is probably how they finished last year. Things started to yes, click, absolutely. and they were playing a lot better. And they're thinking, okay, if we do buy in. How special could next right. year be? And, you know, this is a team we talked about with Jordan Travis, who, by the way, is super impressive. Yeah. I, I didn't expect anything less, but really impressive guy. And I do believe this is the best four and three team in the I country. Too. Now, some FSU fans might say, all right, fine. How many four and three teams are there? Whatever. But you played the three best teams in the league and you had heartbreaking losses to all three. Now, with the rest of this schedule, you have an, a serious opportunity to finish really strong, to finish possibly nine and right. three. I think that would be I think that's on the table. I think that's on the table. No, I agree. I completely agree with how bad Miami looks, with how bad Florida is. And those are the two teams that you were really worried about. I mean, they still have Syracuse as well, but it is very possible. And Jordan Travis today, 
or when he talked with us and coming off a bye week, sounded very confident. Right. Not that I expected him to sound unconfident, <laughs> right. but I think this should be very much on the radar for FSU, a nine and three, even eight. No, no question about it. And, and I think what what's so interesting, you know, when you you just there, there's these little historical marks, you know, throughout a team's timeline. And, and I think back to you know Coach Bowden and how great of a coach he was, and the things that he was able to do. And Coach Rick was on you know a handful of those staffs and the amazing run that they had in the '90s and early 2000s. And I stumbled upon this quote, KG, where he said, where Bobby Bowden said, first. You lose big when you're trying to transform a program, when you're trying to, to do things that you know haven't been done in a while. So first you, you lose big, and then you lose close. Then you win close, and then you win big. I think Florida State is right in the middle of that, where they're losing some really tight games, some big-time games, and then now the next step is, okay, we got to win those. So you know, there's a couple more opportunities on this schedule where they can still do that, but this team's going the right way. And we haven't been able to say that in quite some time about Florida State. So I'm all in with it. I think that Coach Norvell is more than capable what he's been able to yeah. do. It was really cool for me, again, to go down there, spend some time with him, see him interact with the guys. There's very few coaches that do the things that he does. And it, some of it is very Dabo-ish. Some of it just his own twist on on you know the, the game and the things that he does. So I'm, I'm with it. I'm rolling with it with the Knowles here. And we've heard Jordan Travis and Micah Pittman. If you missed our interview with Micah Pittman, go check that out. Both were really, really complimentary of Norvell. And Mac, what you're saying where you lose close and win close, I think, to your point, they're in the middle of both of those because they have won close this year. They beat LSU 24 to 23, and they beat Louisville by four when Jordan Travis was knocked out of that game. So they also have had some close wins, and I think you're seeing them kind of try to get over that hump. If I'm just playing win game, just purely looking at the rest of their schedule, I think they beat Georgia Tech this weekend. We're going to talk about that game. I think they beat Miami. I think they lose at Syracuse. I think they beat Louisiana and they beat yeah. Florida State. Or they beat yeah. Florida, sorry. So that's eight and four. And that would be remarkable. a huge step in Absolutely. the Absolutely. Right I mean, if we would have started the season and asked, you know, Florida State fans, what, what do you think? And we actually should go back and, and see what we did win game for these guys mm. preseason, see what we thought there. I, the people would be over the moon, you know, with that performance. Well, the schedule looked so difficult preseason. The number that one in the, the ACC. Yeah, it was the hardest schedule yes. in the ACC. I, I agree, KG. Yep. Let's let's look at this game a little bit because these guys are playing Georgia Tech. It's at noon, ACC Network at Florida State. Florida State is a big time favorite in this one. Twenty four points. I think the reason because of that, it's a lot Jeff of points. Sims maybe not available for Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. They're at the quarterback position. You know, what? what's interesting for me is, you know, I, I want to see the mindset of Florida State, KG. I, I want to see after losing three straight games, how do we bounce back? Do, do we, you know, just re- respond unbelievably and play really high caliber football? We, we had a break in there as well. So it's not like you just jump right back, you know, kind of in the seat and, and play a game that next week. There's been some time and it sounded like those guys maybe got a little extra free time than maybe a normal bye year. Um, so I'm really interested to see the mindset of these guys when they play again. I think when you look at this game, my first thought, and you and I have kind of been debating this offline, <laughs> is the spread is 24. And Big even number. though I believe FSU is going to win this game and win it pretty handily, 24 points is still a lot of points. Now, think about the Boston College game, a somewhat similar opponent, and FSU beat them by 24 plus. They blew them out. That wasn't even <laughs> close. And that game was in Tallahassee. So, And this game is as well. So I think that's a factor. 
A reason why I think this game's going to be a blowout is because, and I mentioned this with Jordan Travis, Florida State still rushed for 6.1 yards per carry against Clemson without Ward, mm-hmm. and you're doing that against Clemson. Mm-hmm. So that part's really impressive. They have such depth at the running back position. And then you flip it over on the other side, and bad news for Georgia Tech fans, Georgia Tech ranks 13th out of 14 ACC teams in rush defense, allowing 177 yards per game. (laughs) So I don't think this shapes up well. And I also think from a Georgia Tech perspective, right now we're seeing that Jeff Sims, I just saw this on Twitter today, he sprained his foot, so it's a different injury than the Duke game. He is day-to-day per Brent Key. Just think about this locker room, Mac, if they don't have Jeff Sims. I, I worry about their approach to this game as well. And their rush defense. I also very I, much worry I, about I that. I just too. think of what what are you gonna do? I mean, what the heck can you do? I, I saw the you know the performance from you know Gibson there and I don't know, it wasn't inspiring. Um so Well he's not Jeff Sims. Not you know? I mean Jeff close. Sims is a very talented yeah, player. No, no question about it. So maybe the the deal is you've had some time and, and you can prepare and maybe have a game plan that you know, Zach feels comfortable with, but that's a tall task going against that, you know, defensive line of FSU, that mm-hmm. secondary, those linebackers flying around all over the place. So it, it's going to be interesting. I, I think more so it's going to be kind of a confidence builder for, you know, FSU, for those guys to get back, to feel good, to feel getting a win again and probably in a really dominant fashion. So I, I think that's going to be the deal there. The, the kind of shining light, if you will, for this Georgia Tech team is Ace Ely at the linebacker position. I mean, that guy is a freakazoid, flies around, not afraid to hit you right at the line of scrimmage. Just a really nice-looking linebacker that is putting together a really great season, KG. I, I think that you know he has proven that he's one of the best linebackers in the conference, and I think he's squarely – you know, in the lead, you know, for ACC Defensive Player of the Year. I think it's a toss for that wow. position right now. It's just there's a lot of – there's a handful of guys playing really good football. I think Ace, just when you look at the film, you look at the stats, production-wise, there's there's not a lot of people that can kind of match what he's done in regards to sacks, tackles for loss, tackles in space, getting his hand on the football, creating turnovers. He's he's doing it all for Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. but it, it he might be the only one, him and Charlie Thomas. <laughs> Yeah, well, and it's it's tough to win ACC Defensive Player of the Year on a team that bad. maybe goes right. under 500. Yeah. We'll see. We'll break down this game even more on Friday, so make sure you come back. We'll give you our final thoughts on this spread. I am I am not prepared at this time <laughs> to give you a thought. Well, it sounds like you're leaning because, Georgia Tech. That's what it sounds like. Well, Jeff Sims is day-to-day. <laughs> you need you know? more information. Tomorrow's you a need new more day. time. I understand. <laughs> we, we could hear on Friday that he's playing, and then I think it's it's a little different, but <laughs> I still expect FSU to win this game. Before we get out of here, I know this has been an FSU-centric episode, but we did want to give a a couple thoughts here on Georgia Tech's coaching vacancy. Now, with Brent Key, he's done a great job. I think the only way to get that interim tag removed is if he did something crazy, like went undefeated, or if he beats Georgia, or just something absurd. And, of course, he hasn't gone undefeated. The name that I like, and I think I might surprise you with this a little bit, do y'all think she's going to surprise me? What do y'all think? Oh. Now I wonder if you have the same. Oh. The name that I like is Bill O'Brien. <laughs> why are you laughing at me? One, is that who why you did you think it would surprise me? Because that's I think that's my number one target. Um, number two, of course that's who you would say. Of course we would be thinking the same guy. I thought you... I thought you could never forgive Bill O'Brien for his Houston Texans. I mean, I don't think it's a good idea, but I think it's going to (laughs) happen. So let's just say that. I think it is a good idea because Bill O'Brien is obviously a better college coach than he is. Sure. No question. And he was at Georgia Tech for a long time. 
He started as a GA there. He ended as an offensive coordinator from 1995 to 2002. And Jay Bat, the new um, one-lettered man, the athletic director at Georgia Tech, was just at Alabama. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, he's. it, it seems he's evolved a little bit offensively. Now, if you have Bryce Young, you're going <laughs> to It's easy to evolve. But <laughs> can Jeff Sims do a little bit of what Bryce Young does? I, I think it – he's not Bryce Young. Don't hear me what I'm not saying. I think it makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah, no, I, I do too. I think that's that should be the number one target. I absolutely do. It's going to be a fascinating thing to see who they go after because I think it's – I always get so caught up on do you want a guy who's been a head coach? Do you want a really hot coordinator? Do you want a guy who's a G5 mm-hmm. lower level head coach that's had a lot of success? And so it, it, it's so interesting. And at a place like Georgia Tech, I think for sure you have to go an offensive guy. Like, I think that's just kind of common sense right now with the way the world is shaped, the way the game is shaped. And, you know, you just had a really good defensive coordinator, defensive-minded head coach, you know, come over, and and it wasn't super successful. So I'm with you. B.O.B., my number one, Jamie Chadwell from Coastal Carolina. I I must be, like, his agent or something because I always throw this guy's name out there for every job. I love that because he runs – this weird triple option RPO attack that's really hard to stop and really fun. So I like that. I saw your face. What, what were you not feeling about the Here's Jamie what I'll say about Jamie. Here's what I'll say about even though I'm wearing. You're wearing, wearing coastal colors. colors. Kind of. <laughs> I don't know if Georgia Tech wants to even move back into the same zip code as the option. Yeah. And then secondly, I don't think I, I like Jamie Chadwell a lot. I don't think he fits at Georgia Tech. Well, I think that's yes, part of the Georgia problem. Tech, like, you can't get a guy that fits. You gotta, you gotta hurt. I think him. Bill O'Brien fits. Yeah, I think maybe. Bill O'Brien fits. Sure. Let's just be honest. I think Jamie Chadwell is too country to coach. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We gotta throw a little <laughs> mullet brigade in there, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, how about this one? Here's another one that you might really like. How about Dan Mullen from ESPN bringing him down to Atlanta? No, really? He won't I'm going over two here. Thank God I had one no, that you I think, said. I think. If he does leave, he'll go back to the SEC. Who? Who's going to take him? Oh, someone will. <laughs> Auburn, Auburn. Auburn. Whoever. <laughs> All right. Well, my real but number I, one. Look, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. If Georgia Tech can get Dan Mullen, I okay, like Okay. Okay. So you like the pick. You just don't think he'll do it. My last one. Yeah. And this is this would be a grand slam home run. I know you know where I'm going. If you can get primetime to Atlanta, he will win a national championship. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> he'll bring his son okay. over. He'll bring Travis Hunter over. He'll bring everybody. And he's going to have he's gonna it. He's going to win a nap. Yeah, he'll have it locked Tech. down. Best believe it. Just saying. Pay the man whatever he wants. I, Give him 10 mil a year. <laughs> I am not anti-Coach Prime. I think Coach Prime is going to be a – I just want him in the ACC, I don't think, to be honest. <laughs> I know. Then that would be cool. I don't want – I don't think Georgia Tech is cool enough for Coach Prime. I don't Prime. think so either. I don't think so either. And I love you, Georgia Tech, but you're just not cool enough. And that's fine. Know who you are. <laughs> And go get B.O.B. So, and try so to win So basically, what I'm learning from this exercise is they're not cool enough for primetime. They're not country enough for Chadwell. They're not good Correct. enough for Mullen. But boring, so they're perfect boring for Bill, Bill O'Brien. O'Brien. Come on down, baby. Welcome to Atlanta. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. The, uh, okay. All right. The other two names I just want oh, to throw out Oh, you got two there. more for me. Okay, let's go. These two guys are both technically retired. Oh. I think Bronco Mendenhall mm. could be an interesting idea sure. here. Pete Thamel reported that he's trying to get back yeah. in. I don't he's know going, what He's what going that means. to Nebraska. Next. <laughs> Who's mm, your other guy? Maybe. The other one is Bill Clark, former UAB head coach, who retired due to health reasons but apparently had a back surgery and it went well and he wants to get back in, according to Pete Thamel. 
He endured the UAB situation where they canceled the program and brought it back. He's a guy who has recruiting connections in the South. He knows how to rebuild literally from scratch. I think he could be a good choice. All right. So of all those choices, are we confident that Bill O'Brien is the best option there? Yeah, I think Bill O'Brien. Or the most likely. Most likely. Is that the better way to say it? What if Nebraska goes after him or something? I I think that's possible, definitely could. Man, I can't wait to see it. I'm happy with where they went with athletic director. I think Jay is – He's a home run yeah. hire, ACC guy, won a natty at a you know, – And it shows you're committing to football. Yeah, North Carolina, too. but a big fundraiser guy doing it at Alabama. So we'll see. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. This was an awesome episode, KG. We basically threw out every name possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I so, have a couple more. You know? I keep them coming. Um, but a lot of fun. Big shout-out, Derek Satterfield, FSU. Thank you so much, Jordan Travis, for your time, man. Was a grand slam. Awesome young man. Really fun to talk with him. But that's it from us. Another episode of Gramlick and Mac Lane. If you don't have SiriusXM, go and get it. Get in your car. Download the app. We'd love to be with you guys on that channel. But we also, we need you to go to YouTube. Subscribe, rate, review. Subscriptions are going crazy, guys. Get after it. Really appreciate you guys there. And also on the uh, the OG Apple Podcast, the day ones, if you will. But that's it from us. Appreciate you guys. Until next time, we'll see you all.